0: Hi, welcome to the Pet Healer Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Mitzi Vargas. And today we're going to talk about hip joints. Um, Well, mainly the sacroiliac uh, joint, which is where your sacrum, which is a very, uh, um, I think, ignored part of the body for dogs and cats in Western medicine, uh, Western veterinary medicine, at least, um, and uh, the ilium. Uh, the, the wing of the ilium and the sacrum interact in vet school, guys, um, I was taught that was a fused joint. I swear to you. It was in 1990, 1994. That's where I went to vet school. But at that time, they didn't pay much attention to the um, sacroiliac joint. Um, they paid some attention to the lumbosacral joint, which is the last lumbar to the sacrum l 7 S one and uh, with reason, because lumbosacral disease is very common in older dogs. Um, I am a German Shepherd lover, and I know that German Shepherds do get, you know, a lot of lumbosacral disease. But lumbosacral disease has, has it's a little bit more encompassing, and it has a lot more um, uh, destruction or, or, or bad effects. Than just talking about osteoarthritis on the hip joint, which is the coxofemoral joint, which is the head of the femur into the acetabulum, which is a socket, right? It's a ball and socket joint. So I've talked before about the ball and socket joint. I'm not gonna talk too much about it because that one I treat with uh, body sore and other herbals. I treat using laser, cold laser to the area a CC loop, which is an percutaneous electromagnetic field therapy, magnet therapy. It works great for that. It's FDA approved and clear for treatment of osteoarthritis in dogs, specifically in the hips that are, you know, just so common. There's other things like acupuncture. I can put um, some needles on bladder 54, which is the top of the trochanter, which is the fem- femoral bone. And I could do uh, gold bladder 29 and 30, which are the uh, edges of the acetabulum. And then I could also use uh, other classical points uh, that are related to the hip. So in other words, uh, I have plenty to treat those. What I'm talking about today is the stuff that probably, if you just do acupuncture and you don't do chiropractic care, you may be missing this. Um, or if you have your pet have acupuncture without chiropractic, you may be uh, taking the long road home. And I'm just gonna, you know, talk about this because the the um, sacroiliac joint it is not fused; it is very much alive. As a matter of fact, I damaged my sacroiliac joint one time doing acupuncture. The dog was rolling like gator rolling and I moved and I I took my um, sacroiliac joint out of place. And I tried acupuncture and it helped. I tried collater and it helped. I tried painkillers and it helped, but it didn't take it away. Uh, and it happened on a Friday, Monday morning, I was first one uh, walking in my chiropractic Um, uh, clinic that I go to and Dr. Briggs immediately diagnosed and immediately adjusted my sacroiliac joint. Oh my Lord. Immediate relief. 100% cured in just what it took him, which is like 30 seconds to adjust it. And so that's one of the reasons that I went into learning spinal manipulation in pets, aka chiropractic care in pets. Of course, chiropractic is a... um, is a protected term for human chiropractors. They don't want us to use them, and I'm okay with that. I'll use spinal manipulation. So the um, the sacroiliac joint, um, the ilium, which is the wing of the ilium, is part of the joint bone, uh, they're usually angle about 20 degrees medial to lateral on the sagittal plane, and... They can be restricted multiple ways, but the most common way is the ilium, the wing of the ilium being stuck dorsally. Um, and that's we call um, posterior-inferior um, uh, spinal uh, uh, manipulation. So I will do a, a PISI. Uh, or a uh, ventrally anterior and superiorly displaced one. So so it can be stuck dorsally or it can be stuck ventrally. And so what do we have to do if it's stuck dorsally? Then we have to push it down. I mean, you can put needles around it. You can uh, do singing bowls, chakra alignment, uh, color lights, laser, whatever. But if it's stuck dorsally, the most logical resolution of the problem is to just boop, a very high velocity uh, movement thrust very low force so it's not about force my friends is about velocity but how fast you can quickly um, try to uh, re-engage that and into the normal position and so um, it's immediate the relief is immediate and I'm um, going to talk about it today because uh, this week I've found two of them that have come to me and they are chronically having problems. They're laying down. I mean, and they can't get up on very well on one side. Um, some incontinence. There's a dog that had incontinence, all of a sudden developed incontinence. And when I look at it, it had a um, posterior, inferiorly uh, displaced. Uh, Ilium, which means uh, dorsally, and so it was struck dorsally. All I did was a quick adjustment, and then we definitely have alleviated the problem with the um, uh, with the um, incontinence. And so I could have gone with herbs for incontinence. I could have done acupuncture, laser, multiple things. But once you're trained as a spinal manipulator, you are really um, more in tune with how the joints should look, how the stance of the dog should be, how the gait is. So we're always watching and ana- analyzing. And I might you might be talking to me in the exam room, and I'm just I'll let the dog walk around, and I'm just looking. I'm just looking at the line, top line of the. Back, I'm looking at how they're carrying the weight. Is it even? Is it white stance? Is the gait normal? Uh, is it an amble? What what kind of gait is it? And so once I realized that, then I do something called motion palpation, which is I actually touch each one of their joints in, your, in the, your dog's body, or most of them at least, and run it through the range of motion and see if there's any kind of restriction and then go it. But most of the leg joints are kind of easy to tell. Oh, you f- try to flex it. It doesn't do it. You try to extend it. The animal tries to bite you. But the lumbosacral uh, joint and the um, sacroiliac joints are a little tricky. So sacroiliac, like I mentioned before, I'm looking at the angle and as compared to the spine, and I'm looking to see if there's any this the similarity between the right and left side, and then go for it. Now, the lumbosacral space is super important because the lumbosacral could be narrow, that space, and it can cause something called the equina syndrome. equina is the end of the spine, and it's a, a frequent neurologic disorder in older dogs, and if you can really this, then you can actually increase the longevity of the seniors because one of the common uh, um, conditions with that lumbosacral stenosis is um, that they cannot hold the poop or the pee. And that is a quality of life measurement, right? If your dog cannot hold the pee or the poop, that's a quality of life measurement. So um, something that a lot of people cannot put with. And they think that, you know, the dogs or the cats have to be put to sleep. And what it is, is that they have lumbosacral stenosis. And that's affecting the sciatic nerve. And if any of you have ever had sciatica or know somebody have sciatica, they say it's very painful and it's weak, weakness. You can't control that leg. So it does affect the perineum, which is around the anus uh, and around the, the reproductive areas, the ure- urinary bladder, and the urethral sphincter, so, and also the anal sphincter. And the tail, so I see the tail, if the animal cannot lift the tail up, or it hurts when you lift the tail up, and the hurt, the tail hurts, the animal yelps, we have some lumbosacral stenosis. La, la, the space between the lumbar vertebrae number seven and the sacrum number one, it's compromised. And um, it is affecting the seventh lumbar spinal nerve, and the um, you know, it, it which is a cold on and it, it can cause pelvic limparesis. So, that leg might be dragged, they might have proprioceptive deficits, and they cannot correct when you put the foot, the dorsum of the foot down, uh, they, downwards, they cannot lift it up. That's definitely like a classic of, um, Parises and classic of possibly lombocyclo stenosis there is a place where I see cancer in there infectious diseases in there um, prostate cancer could also uh, put pressure on that lombocycle space uh, because they're competing for 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 um, for space, in one case, a kitty that I was treating uh, developed um, osteosarcoma of the vertebrae there and the lumbosacral space. And that's why they were having the caudaquina syndrome, which is just the loss. They don't know they're pooping or peeing. They're dragging some of the legs. They're not lifting the tail. And you know, the tail for us is a measurement of happiness, right? And so when they can't even wag their tail, lift the tail, people start thinking, oh my God, um we are talking about quality of life. So the clinical signs are mostly, most of the time are gradual. Uh, I have had pets here that came diagnosed with possible um, with possible uh, de- 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 degenerative myelopathy, which is a disease where the spine kind of like dies off. And uh, it actually was lumbosacral disease. And the first thing that I did was lift the tail up and the animals scream. And I'm like, okay, well, I don't think you have um, DM, which is a good news because there's no cure for DM. There's only controlling of the symptoms. Uh, But definitely um, uh, there is for lumbosacral disease. We can manage it much better. Uh, And, of course, uh, there are surgical procedures that you can do to open that space. uh, And you can diagnose it using MRI, most likely, or computer tomoclapos tomography, CT scans, those are the ways uh, to do it. The The plain radiographs can give you an idea, but they're not really that great. I personally use Digiterm. I use plain radiographs. So I don't have an MRI. But what I do is I take plain radiographs, and then I do... Digiterm, which is, uh, Digiterm is actually the thermal imaging camera, and if I have this heat and inflammation in the lumbosacral space, then I know what we're dealing with. And of course, my treatment is acupuncture. Acupuncture, 100% of the way, control of pain, using both uh, multimodal approach, using uh, laser, a CC loop. pharmaceuticals like gabapentin because gabapentin is good for neuropathic pain and uh, anti-inflammatories like meloxidil. Uh, you need low, low, low amounts, but using definitely hand uh, quarter weakness or body sore formulas from jingtang. Those are other things that I use for um, that management on lumbar sacral disease, but acupuncture is, is magnificent for that. So I hope that you learned a little bit more about the hips and how wonderful everybody focuses on the coxofemoral joint, but the sacroiliac joint is, and the lumbosacral joints are super important too. So we need to know the whole area is the, I call it the high rent district uh, for dogs, for seniors, because that's where most of the problems are. And most of the quality of life is affected by problems there. So I hope you learned something. If you did, please share it with your friends, your pet lover friends, and tell them about the podcast. Tell them we have a website and we have a Facebook. And please just join us and keep supporting us. We appreciate it. And until then, take care. And remember that from now on, we're going to be uh, downloading every Friday a brand new episodes. So you can be on the lookout for them. Uh, In the meantime, visit our Facebook page, the Pet Healer Podcast page. Uh, We also have a website, thepethealerpodcast.com. And uh, we are in most platforms, so you can uh, enjoy our topics. Thank you, and until next time, take care. Well, thanks so much for listening, guys. And uh, information about this episode came from my book, Alvet, Vet, the Revolutionary Pet Care and Longevity Solution, available in Amazon at our clinic and soon to be an audiobook. So look forward to that. And this episode was sponsored by my practice, Orchid Springs Animal Hospital. And our website is www.osahvsvictorets.com com osavets.com. there's a lot of information out there if you want some more information on integrative pet healing and our pet healer podcast is going to be available in all platforms so we're looking forward to seeing you again